What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we have with us a very special guest. We have Dynamic English's co-founder, Andrew Lakin. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Good morning, guys. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We're glad to have you. We're glad to have you, boss. Thanks for being in here. So, a lot of things going on here in Chile, and Dynamics really made a lot of strides in the last few years. So, Andrew, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself for our listeners and what you're doing here in Chile? Sure. Well, um, I was born and raised in Springfield, Missouri, in the heart of the United States, same place that Ian here is from. So I was born and raised there, went to school at the University of Missouri. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. <laughs> I studied uh, business administration in the University of Missouri. My emphasis in finance, economics, and real estate. I finished in December of 07 and didn't want to go straight to the office. The degree sort of dictates bank, office, climb the corporate ladder, those sorts of things. And life is too short for that. So I decided I wanted to avoid the office for a few years. I moved from Missouri to the state of Colorado where I worked at a ski resort in rentals teching skis and snowboards, not using my business degree at all, (laughs) and I loved it. And there I met lots of Spanish speakers, lots of South Americans, Chileans, Peruvians, Argentinians, and that kind of sparked my interest to travel abroad, learn another language, because I spoke zero Spanish at that point in time, um, and do something different. And so that kind of brought me to Chile with my initial plan to go snowboarding in July and to teach English, of course, and to learn some Spanish. And 10 years later, here I am. So that's my story in a few words or a lot of words, I don't know. That's quite a story. I guess everyone always asks this, especially my students, why Chile? Like, obviously you said you wanted to learn Spanish, but like, why in Latin America did you come to Chile? Well, working at, in Winter Park, like I said, I met lots of South Americans, and I actually dated a girl from Lima. And I, but that being said, all of my best friends in Winter Park that were South Americans were Chileans. And they all said, oh, come to Chile, we'll drink a piscolita, we'll have some fun, just come down, you're gonna love it. And so honestly, my, like I mentioned, my first idea was, ah, oh, they have mountains, they have ski resorts in Chile. So I finished the ski season in Colorado and I said, I'm gonna go snowboarding in July. So that was my original idea, was to just chase that endless winter originally. So that's what brought me down. So you probably didn't plan to stay for 10 years. By no means. The plan was a year to try teaching, because it's always something that in the back of my mind I thought that I would be decent at or something that I would enjoy doing. And the plan was to come for a year and then go get that corporate job and, and climb that ladder. But of course, 
as happens to the best of us, I got stuck down here, but in a good way, of course. And so it sounds like instead of making that decision to, after a year, leave and go climb the corporate ladder, that maybe you started your own ladder and by doing that by starting Dynamic English. And so could you tell us a little bit more about what was the impetus for starting that and what made you make that decision? Sure, well, I've, um, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. My father was a business owner. He was an entrepreneur. He owned and ran a construction company for 20 some years before he sold it and retired at 52. So that's the dream, of course. So I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit, but I've never known exactly, or I didn't know at that time exactly what I wanted to do. But I've always had my eyes peeled. I've always had my eyes open for opportunities, whether I was in Colorado looking for ideas and opportunities, and then I came down here, all the while thinking, what's my next big step, you know? So after living here and teaching English for two, two and a half years, it was time to make a change. And that was either to get a job in finance or economics or, you know, a traditional type job or start a company, which after a couple years down here, well, I learned some good things about the big traditional schools and also some things that we didn't really like about that. And so I saw an opportunity. I saw demand and I saw an opportunity to do, do it better than the competition was doing it. So I got together with my business partner, Ted, and said, hey, Ted, let's start a company. So we kind of jumped right in without much of a business plan or model and just went for it. Gone well. It's gone well. Obviously, I can imagine you're starting a new business for the first time. It's in a different language. It's in a different country, different regulations, rules. What were some hiccups along the way? Ooh, um, of course the language barrier is always an issue. For my first couple of years down here, I was relatively lazy with my language learning. As a lot of gringos who come down here, it's easy to fall into those gringo circles and make friends with people that you have things in common with, uh, that you have similar backgrounds, and it's easy enough to sort of not have to speak a lot of Spanish. So. In the beginning, the language barrier was difficult, but you know, through the company, my Spanish has gotten a lot better, of course. Hiccups starting dynamic English. I mean, everything when you start a new business is a hurdle. When you don't have a boss telling you what to do, you have to do everything, and you have to be self-motivated, and you have to keep going, and if you don't do it, nobody's gonna do it. So keeping yourself motivated, and know that if you do a good job, good things are going to happen. And just a quick reminder, if you are interested in taking private classes with Dynamic English, go ahead and check out our website at dynamicenglish.cl and there you can sign up for private classes in your apartment, in your house, in your office. You can even now take classes online. Sitting on your couch, you can log on and practice English very easy. So if you're interested, check us out also on social media through Facebook or Instagram. We had Ted on the show uh, many months ago and he said, I think when you started, you had one teacher. 
Right, right. <laughs> um, if that. I, I, I remember when we first started the company, our marketing strategy was to walk around to offices, me and Ted, knocking on doors saying, hey, we're Ted and Andrew, and we have an English language institute. And I remember telling people that we had a team of five teachers, and that was a stretch. Because um, we didn't want to say we were about to hire our first teacher. That doesn't sound very professional, but we didn't want to lie either. So, you know, we have a team of about five teachers, and that was true. Zero to five is about five. So, yeah, we started very small, just Ted and myself and a handful of teachers, and we have just been growing, 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 growing. And one amazing thing about Dynamic English is we never, we've never been in the red. We've never taken out a big bank loan to invest in a big, beautiful office or to buy assets or anything like that. As we have been able to invest more in the company, we have invested more and we've grown organically through the years and in a comfortable way without having to go into a lot of debt and be scared about paying the bills and all that. Smart. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I have to ask, I mean, as you know, you said you worked for a lot of different language companies. You saw gaps. Sure. What is, I guess, the recipe that you want for Dynamic? Sure. Well, when not to, you know, talk bad about other places, but <laughs> when we first started, when I first started teaching here, I worked in one of the, the traditional schools, one of the ones that everybody knows. And we realized that the traditional classroom with a teacher at in, at the front of the class being Mr. Teacher Man, which was great for me because I like to talk and entertain. So standing at the front of the class and talking for an hour and entertaining the students was great for me, but I realized that they weren't getting the most out of it. We'd follow a book cover to cover. I'd say, okay, now fill out the next cuadritos del libro. Let's fill out the next boxes in the book. And I would sit there and twiddle my thumbs for 15 minutes while the students did the work. And then I'd say, okay, talk to your partner. And then the students would chit chat among each other and not even with the native speaking teacher. Those classes are great for learning a base if you're starting from nothing, but they're missing the practice. They're missing the oral production. And so we realize that. And that's mainly what we focus on in Dynamic English is structured, organized conversation where people have the opportunity to really practice, use the language, make mistakes, be corrected, and build their confidence within themselves in using the language. Because the most important thing is to communicate, of course. That's a good sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, but to, to your point, that's really great. It's, it's a great way to separate from the other institutes. And even just as a teacher for Dynamic, it's nice that I can really talk about the philosophy of, hey, you know, it's important these grammatical, structural type things but really most people are learning a language so that they can really talk to people in the real world right so in the real world you're not going to be filling out these little boxes in a book you're not going to be right. placing a vocabulary word in the right sentence you're going to be needing to have a legitimate natural conversation with someone and so not only is it to the students it's more beneficial and more effective but it's also more fun no, nobody wants to come to a class especially when you're busy with a family busy with a job nobody wants to come to a class that you feel like you're sitting in a, a classroom right you want it to be a fun engaging conversation and so I, I honestly feel like with my students they really get that out of the classes we get good feedback on both ends yeah. through that philosophy so 
I think it was just a niche that needed to be filled and, and you guys saw that, so it was a good idea. So, so everyone, that's a word for what um, Ian's doing. It's called kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the right time to ask. Okay, so enough business. I think people want to know, obviously, like who is Andrew, co-founder of Dynamic? Tell us a little bit about yourself, like hobbies, what do you like to do? Who, who are you, Andrew? Who am I? What a good question. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that my whole life. So, no, I'm a simple kind of man. No, um, so I have a, a girlfriend, a wife, essentially. We've been together for almost 10 years now. Uh, her name is Zina. She's from Germany. And currently, she is 16 weeks pregnant. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but Congrats, that's awesome. thank you very much. So I'm going to be a father in August. Wow. So that's kind of fresh on my mind right now. You know, that's kind of at the tip of my mind and everything that I think about kind of revolves around that right now. Other than that, I love to be active. I love the outdoors. I'm a snowboarder. That's one of my biggest passions. I grew up playing golf as well. I love to spend my time on the mountain or on the golf course or hiking or camping, those sorts of things. I also started playing the guitar about a year and a half ago, which I really enjoy. I picked up a ukulele as well a few months ago, which I'm enjoying. And currently, I'm getting into FPV drones, believe it or not, as, as one does, right? <laughs> uh, FPV, which is first person view. So instead of flying line of sight, where you're looking at the aircraft, you're looking through a set of goggles with a camera mounted to the aircraft, or the drone in this case. So it's essentially like you're sitting in the cockpit of the drone and flying from a first person's pr perspective. I'm, I'm just getting into it, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And beautiful place to do it in. Absolutely. I mean, there's lots of views, and that's the cool thing about it is you can do it in parks or in, well, you should, probably shouldn't do it in cities, but you can, um, near buildings and proximity flying and, and freestyle and all that. So, like I said, I'm just starting. I'm building my first drone right now, practicing on a simulator. I'm really excited about it. I'm ready to take that first flight and crash and rebuild. So, yeah. You're building it. Yeah. Yeah. So, can you? What's the process of building a drone like? Uh, it's complicated because you can go out and buy a drone that's ready-made, but you're gonna crash it, and then you're not gonna know how to rebuild it. So, the best thing to do is to buy the frame, to buy all of the electronic, electrical parts to go into it, and then solder it together putting all the electrical parts together, the flight controller and the power board and the, the video receiver and all that goes into building the drone. And so then when you do crash it, you can say, ah, oh, one of my speed controls is broken and I just need to fix that. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a learning curve, that's for sure. And luckily I have a good friend here in town who has some experience with that. So I'm leaning on Victor anytime that I need advice or help. I say, hey Vic, uh, what's what's going on here? What's wrong with my drone? Why can't I get it to work? So yeah. Wow, I, f I feel like I need to pick up more hobbies. You 
do a lot. <laughs> that's, my new, that's my new hobby, you know, that's the... The hobby of the hour, let's say. Yeah. But, but I think I'm going to really get into it. Well, now that we know who Andrew is, snowboarding co-founder, uh, drone Andrew builder... <laughs> Andrew exactly. Soon to be drone master. That's right. Soon to be professional drone pilot. But again, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was really great to hear your story, learn more about you, and everyone sign up for classes if you haven't already. So thanks again, Andrew. Thank you, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I look forward to meeting all of you in the oral evaluation because that's a big part of my job is I meet 85% of everybody at this point in time. So look forward to seeing you, meeting you, and talking about fun hobbies and, and life. Well, again, everyone, if you get lost, check out the audio transcript and guide. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.co. Thanks for listening.